Coming up on Locked On, Dodgers, home sweet home for the Dodgers. They back, they won a series, the bullpen pitched well, the offense came back, and everything looked good for the night. But on Friday, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with the pitching staff. We're going to get into that as well. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it Locked On, Dodgers. You are Locked On, Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti Stout Tumbler with every order. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And you can become a part of the everydayers by listening every day, by subscribing, and by telling your friends and family about us. This, if this is your first time listening, watching, I'm Vince Sampaio. That's my co-host Jeff Snyder, and we're here together. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team, currently cover the team, done a lot of stuff regarding the Dodgers in terms of watching Dodger games, being at Dodger games, and uh, you know. Now talking about the Dodgers for a few years now. So we're here to bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what we're here to do today. The Dodgers won via walk-off last night in the 11th inning. Freddie Freeman came up with the bases loaded, hit one deep enough that was already going to score a run. Uh, but the White Sox outfielders decided not even to try for it. So it ends up being a walk-off hit for Freddie Freeman instead of a walk-off sack fly. But, yeah, Jeff, it was a game that didn't start off that great. Uh, Michael Grove struggled in giving up home runs. But the bullpen, which has been a topic uh, negatively for for the last few days, came up positively this time. Yeah, they sure did. They pitched six scoreless innings, uh, struck out nine batters. I think only allowed one hit. It was just a dominant performance by the bullpen, uh, including a couple guys who, you know, Yancy Almonte threw a scoreless inning. Uh Caleb Ferguson got the win with a scoreless inning and, and that was the 11th inning with, so starting with the runner on second base had a runner on third with one out and, and uh, got out of the inning really good bounce back game for the Dodgers bullpen for sure. Yeah. Well, it was good to watch. Like I said, Michael Grove got the start. He did give the Dodgers five innings at the very least. So, you know, a little bit of a reprieve there. He wasn't terrible he just had a lot of mistakes he did have 18 swings and misses which was even more than dylan cease had against the dodgers but he also had four mistakes that were hit over the fence for home runs uh that ended up being four runs for for you know the white Sox. but like you mentioned the bullpen came through and this is what we expect from the dodger bullpen and you know i don't think it's a obviously we're gonna have to see some sustained success for you know, Dave Roberts calling them out and them just maybe being tired of being uh, called upon or trashed online or whatever the case is. But this is kind of what we expected from the bullpen when the season started. And it was the main guys, you know, it was Caleb Ferguson, it was Jens Almonte, it was Evan Phillips. Like it was guys that we expected at the start of the season to be helping the Dodgers. Uh, and that's what we got last night. So it was obviously great to see. Um, especially two innings with starting with the runner on second. You know, the Dodgers haven't performed well in past years in extra innings. I believe they have a winning record in extra innings this year. So three and oh man. Yeah, maybe they're starting to figure it out. 
Yeah, uh, may, maybe it's that managing genius Dave Roberts because I heard the last couple of years that Dave Roberts was the reason they had a bad record in extra innings. So the three and zero record must be Dave Roberts. Self, uh, he, he deserves credit, right? Yeah, you got to give credit where it's due, um, especially if you're going to not give credit when sometimes it's not always due. But yeah, uh, offensively, it was a struggle for the first few innings. The Dodgers ended up breaking through. Chris Taylor hits a, a grand slam to tie the game in the sixth. Um, and then, you know, there in the in the bottom of the 11th, they load the bases and Freddie Freeman he gets the gets the big hit. So it wasn't, you know, one of those games where you feel like, oh, man, the offense, you know, did their job. I mean, they did their job, but it was one of those where, hey, you know what? They came through when they needed to. Didn't look pretty, but it ended up working out. Yeah. And a couple unsung heroes for me. Miguel Rojas had two infield singles, including one in the Grand Slam inning. Uh, and, uh, I think he was, oh, maybe it wasn't that day. anyway, he, but, uh, he was on base those two times and he drew a walk in the bottom of the 11th, which was kind of funny. He, it shouldn't have been a walk. It should have been strike two because, uh, Yasmani Grandal protested that the ball had nicked, uh, Rojas's bat and, uh, it definitely did. You could see it on the replay. I went, I, I didn't think there was any way the replay would be able to show it. And the side side view definitely didn't. But then they showed the front view and like, oh, yep, that definitely hit his bat. But for some reason, that's not reviewable, which uh, worked out well for the Dodgers. I think it's crazy that there are plays that aren't reviewable. I feel like if uh, a replay will show that the umpires missed a call, that ought to be reviewable. But, uh, but you know, he, he did a great job getting on base three times. And James Outman uh, getting the base hit to bring up Chris Taylor to load the bases uh, Altman had a terrible game. He struck out his other three times up, but he got that big hit when it mattered and uh, loaded the bases for Taylor. And so extending that rally with two outs was was pretty big. And uh, Taylor, 100th career home run was a grand slam. And uh, you probably saw the note that his first career homer was also a grand slam. Earlier this season, Freddie Freeman's 300th career homer was a grand slam. So uh, it's been a, a grand slammy kind of year for the Dodgers. Yeah, they already have like eight and nine grand slams on the year. So, uh, you know, pretty good there. And yeah, we're, we have on here walk-off wins are fun. And my prediction when the year started was that the Dodgers were going to have a lot of walk-offs. I think they have, what, four or five already. So halfway to kind of the 10 that I had kind of bookmarked as the way it goes. And it was because of this, like the offense, well, when before the season, I thought of the offense wasn't going to be good enough to maybe score six runs all the time, but the pitching was going to be good enough to hold them. And we'd have a lot of wins that way, which is kind of how it worked out in this game but not how it's not how the season's kind of worked out in general. Yeah. Overall, you've been so wrong that you were right. I guess so yeah. if you're, if you're wrong about everything, you end up being right. So yeah, the, the, the result was right. Just not the way it got there. Yeah. And I loved Freddie Freeman's at bat there. Well, I'm Mookie Betts at bat before Freddie Freeman, 12 pitches, I think. And, uh, in the post game interview with Kirsten Watson, she mentioned to Freddie that he was kind of smiling during Mookie's at bat, you know, and Freddie said he knows, okay, he's wearing the pitcher down. He's going to be a little bit tired. He's going to be a little bit frustrated. And, uh, you know, it, it's that situation when, when, when Mookie was up, my son said, how hard do you think his heart's beating right now? And I, I said, probably not that hard at all, because knowing that you got Freddie and Will behind you and nobody out, it's like, you know, you can just go up there and just get your pitch. And, and that was Mookie. Like he wasn't fooled once. You could tell Mookie wasn't trying to do too much in that at bat. It was just, I'm just going to, if he gives me a pitch to hit, I'm going to hit it. And he fouled off a couple tough pitches and, and he took the walk and going up there, knowing if I take a walk, we're still going to win the game because I've got great hitters behind me. It, it's a, it was a very good approach by Mookie. And then Freddie, you know, a three and one count. And it's like, well, a walk ends the game and he just walked Rojas and Mookie 
but you know, knowing that you'd rather win on a walk-off hit or a walk-off sack fly and a walk isn't guaranteed and you don't want to let a pitch pass by. And so for Freddie to stay aggressive, you know, sit dead red right there. I thought everything about that inning was, was really, really good offensively for the Dodgers. Yeah. It worked out. Uh, one quick note yesterday. I talked about Max Muncy and how Dave Roberts had said he had a great two hamstring strain, which I had said was about a three, three weeks out. And I was wondering why they were saying, we'll wait till the weekend to see what happens. Uh, Max Muncy was on some podcast or show in the morning and said that it wasn't a grade two hamstring strain. It was just a mild hamstring strain, which is makes a lot more sense now. And then Dave Roberts said, yeah, he got the wrong information. So, um, yeah, I, and not that I was bashing Dave Roberts or anything. or the, I bashed the Dodgers a little bit about why if he has a grade two hamstring strain, why are they waiting for the weekend to put him on the I.L.? But um, he took some ground balls before the game. He should be back by the weekend, they're hoping. And if not, they'll make a decision uh, probably on Saturday of what they want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. as is usually the case, when we get a little more information, uh, the people making decisions aren't quite as dumb as it seems like they are. So, Although this one was Dave Roberts' fault, not, yeah. not oh, yeah. people assuming. Yeah, Dave Roberts just, just said the wrong thing. So, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to talk about Friday's game, which was slated to be a bullpen game, but may not be a complete bullpen game after all. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are comfort and style and flair and everything you need this summer in your shorts. Bird Dogs stretch. We got the stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Know the hoochie daddy shorts as some people say if you want to go for that look they can you can get the inseams pretty low you can show off those legs if you got the quads busting out and uh you're gonna feel comfortable you're gonna look good and you're gonna not have to worry about that sweat because bird dogs have the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long so feel free to go out in summer enjoy your day you know go to the golfing go to the beach go whatever bird dogs are under there they're gonna fit for you they're gonna help you out and they're comfortable i've, I've I'm someone who wears shorts almost 99% of the time. And these shorts are comfortable. And uh, from someone that wears shorts that often, I would take I would take my, my word as bond. So if you want to get some bird dogs, you can go to birddogs.com slash lockdown MLB and get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdown MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to check out SiriusXM or the SXM app if you want to listen to the Dodgers home broadcast every game. All you got to do is search Dodgers, SiriusXM, SXM app. You can also find Locked On Dodgers on there if you search Locked On Dodgers, which is also how you can find this wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. Moving on, Jeff, the Dodgers uh, was a Planned to be a bullpen game on Friday. I talked yesterday show about how they shouldn't be doing bullpen games right now, especially with the bullpen struggling. And then I felt that Dave Roberts, I guess we'll get into this first. So I felt that Dave Roberts managed Tuesday's game, thinking about the bullpen game on Friday or Wednesday's game, whatever game was Wednesday's game, thinking about the bullpen game on Friday. We got word that the Dodgers are going to call up a pitcher. We don't know exactly who yet. We don't know if it's going to be a bulk inning guy or an actual starter who should be expected to go, you know, at least five innings if if they're not bad. But 
the Dodgers, regardless of all that, managed this game like they were playing to win this game once they took that or once they tied it up in the six, which was the way you need to go these, this season with this team and the way the standings are right now. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Robert said a little bit more. He said, we're trying to figure this whole pen out. A lot of guys are going to be down, so it's certainly not ideal for a bullpen game. We should have someone en route. It's going to be a collective effort tomorrow. And collective effort still kind of says maybe bullpen game, uh, but but it also could just mean, hey, we're calling up a starter for the minors, and we're not expecting him to go super deep in the game because he's a minor league pitcher. And uh, and so I was looking at the Oklahoma City roster of who might be available. I, I think it's going to come from Oklahoma City. I don't think we're going to see somebody coming up from from double A as much as people would like to see some of these double A guys get their shot. But uh, Matt Andrees is the guy who makes the most sense to me. He's he's thrown 60 innings in the minors this year. He's made 12 starts and he's been fine. He has a 450 ERA, which for the Pacific Coast League isn't bad. Uh, he's a veteran. He's a guy who, you know, 12, 12 starts, 60 innings, that's five, five innings per start. Uh, so it seems like he's a guy you might be able to get some some length from. The other possibility would be Gavin Stone, who, you know, hasn't done well yet in the big leagues this year. And the Giants do have a good offensive team. Uh, and so, you know, I don't know that throwing him in against the Giants is really what you want to do. He did have, he was supposed to start on Thursday for Oklahoma City, but that game got canceled because of weather. And so he theoretically could be available. Uh, but you know, for me, I, I feel like Matt Andres makes a lot more sense. The, the downside of Matt Andres is he's not on the 40-man roster, so they would have to make a 40-man move for him. And uh, I think you know, Eric Stevens said they have an empty spot right now. Uh, I, oh, oh yeah, because they had to they DFA'd Adam Kalerik to bring Shelby Miller off the off the bereavement list. Oh yeah, so they don't have to make a, a 40-man move. So that that makes Andres make a lot more sense, even though. It seems like at some point, Andres, if he gets gets called up, will get DFA'd. Uh, I don't think they'd want to do that. So it's something they'll think about. But uh, I don't know. For me, Vince, I think Andres makes the most sense. Yeah. If it was Stone, they would have announced it as Stone. Or if it was Stone, they would have, you know, it would have been known from the beginning of the week once they kind of knew they needed a guy. And the fact of the matter is, like, he went down to AAA, and it's he hasn't been that great down there either. So, He's still figuring it out. Whatever it is, he's figuring it out, and it probably doesn't make too much sense for the Dodgers to try to have him figure it out in the major, especially in a rivalry game, especially, like I said, when right now games are still still mattering. I mean, the Dodgers are still chasing in the division at the, at the moment. So, But, yeah, when it when you hear bullpen game, it, there's, like, two types of things. Like, there's a bullpen game where, you know, everyone's throwing an inning or maybe, you know, four to five outs, and then there's bullpen games where you have a bulk guy and I think at the very least I'd want a bolt guy. So, you know, when the other day when they had the bullpen game or when they called up Andre Jackson, it was either going to be to help them out for to prepare for a bullpen game or to have him ready to throw, you know, multiple innings in the potential bullpen game. So it, it goes that way. He can't come up unless someone gets hurt anyway, so it wouldn't be him. So, yeah, Andres makes sense. Uh, the Giants, you know, knowing the Giants and um, their platoons and everything, the way they work things out, I would imagine the Dodgers are going to go the opener route tomorrow or the, tonight uh, just for the simple fact of trying to throw the Giants off with their lineup. Yeah, and if if you look at 
who pitched for the Dodgers. You, know, you figure Evan Phillips and Shelby Miller, they both threw, threw two innings on Thursday. They're, I'd assume they are both down on Friday. Uh, Yancy Almonte has now thrown three innings in the last two games or parts of three innings. He didn't, you know, didn't get through the second inning, but he, he's thrown a lot of pitches the last two days. I would assume he's going to down be down. And so it makes things difficult just because, you know, Bruce Gratterall theoretically could throw you two innings, but, but probably not. Uh, Caleb Ferguson will probably be available. Victor Gonzalez is probably available. Vesia Gonzalez, Vesia, Taylor Scott, and Nick Robertson all didn't pitch on Thursday. So you've got some arms, but it's really not the, the top guys. And so you really, uh, it seems like whoever they call it up, they're going to hope to get at least five innings from and, and maybe even six. And yeah, going with an opener, maybe, uh, you know, just to, especially because they have so they got Lamont Wade, they got Jock Peterson, they've got guys who, who are definite platoon guys. And, uh, we know Gabe Kapler loves a platoon. So yeah, an opener definitely makes sense. Uh, but it's, uh, Oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be an iffy game. And and I really hope that they can, the, the reason I, before I even heard Dave Roberts say that they were going to call somebody up, reason I was hoping they don't go the bullpen game route is because this game should give the bullpen some momentum, six scoreless innings. Uh, you know, it's, it was a really good game. Uh, and you don't want to just throw that away by saying, Oh, now we're going to burn all your arms out tomorrow. Yeah. I think the giants are going with the bullpen game too. Cause I see John Brebby as their listed starter, unless they're going out of, I doubt they would announce their opener if it wasn't like a bullpen game. So um, yeah, uh, I guess a uh, fun stuff there with bullpen game versus bullpen game. But yeah, like I said, they have, guys available to throw to get through the game they don't have necessarily the guys they might want this is a game where hopefully the offense can get it going and put up you know some cushion there and dodgers can work out because then on saturday the dodgers have their theoretically second best sec first 1a 1b best starter in terms of getting deep into games right now between kershaw and bobby miller bobby miller throwing saturday so you would hope that you know hopefully you can take out the bullpen game and you got Bobby Miller and you'll get Phillips and, and Almonte back. Who's, you know, other than that one game has been pitching relatively well lately, lately. So you get some of your better arms back from not being able to pitch on Friday night and then you can go at it that way. Yeah. And if you can get depth from Andres or whoever depth from Bobby Miller, and then you've got days off on Monday and Thursday next week. So that could, this is really a chance to reset the bullpen rather than burning them out. Uh, I assume the Giants won't let Brebbia pitch for too long because uh, he has to get to his rehearsal for the community theater production of Fiddler on the Roof that I assume is why he looks like that. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's my John Brebbia joke for today. There you go. Deep cut for everybody. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about walk-off wins in general, a little bit more about the offense, a couple guys that maybe we haven't talked about in a little bit. So that's what's on taps. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make your way to FanDuel because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And if you have been following, you know, recently the the NBA Finals ended recently. The Stanley Cup Final ended. And there were some people that won some big money off of those those wins. There was a guy... I think that the Nuggets, he won like 80 to 100K. There was someone that had the Knights 
uh, along with some other things in a parlay, but they ended up winning uh, like 100K. He made it rain in, in Las Vegas after he got his money or before he got his money after he won. So FanDuel can help you do that. And right now it might be one a good one to you know bet on the Dodgers to come back and win the division, maybe a little bit less so than it was a couple of days ago when they were four games back. But either way, that those are always you know longtime future bets that can pay off. You got the same game parlay bets where you can bet, you know, you can bet Mookie and Freddie to get a hit. And most of the time you're gonna be right in and win some money there because they usually do get hits um just about every game so go check out FanDuel. you can see what bets you can get they got great promotions going on all the time safe and secure app and you can get paid instantly you don't got to wait for it there's no better place to bet all your bets um with than with america's number one sports book visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to two thousand five hundred dollars that's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel is an official sports betting partner of the nba all right Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Become an everyday or by listening every day. And remember, SiriusXM, SXM app. You can listen to the home broadcast for every Dodger game. All you got to do is search Dodgers. You can also search Locked On Dodgers there if you want to listen to us on there. So go check that out. And, yeah, Jeff, just, you know, once again, walk off wins. Dodgers have a handful of them now. Um, and even though it's – I guess depending on the way they do it, it's a little bit more stressful of a win, uh, but it's always one of the more exciting ways to win. I guess it, like if you could be like, okay, the Dodgers are going to win like 100 games this year and they're going to win like 25 by walk-off, I'd be like, all right, that's kind of cool because in the moment, you know, you feel the stress. You don't know which games would be the walk-off, but you know they're going to be coming. So, um, But either way, this one was one of the ones where it's probably – the good way the Dodgers were down 4-0 ended up you know coming back later in the game and then holding on uh defensively in order to score the run offensively to win the game via walk-off so yeah just you know another shout out to walk-off wins yeah I saw somebody on Twitter yelling at Juan Toribio that Dave Roberts was an idiot for pulling Michael Grove out of the game because it's a bullpen game tomorrow and nothing good's going to happen in this game so just let him finish the game and uh just to to prove that you can uh you really can't blame Dave Roberts for pretty much anything in this this game. So, uh, yeah, this was this was a fun walk off because it did look like when they're down four nothing and Dylan Cease was dealing, it looked like th- there wasn't much hope. And uh, that grand slam really th- turned things around. But even then, it's like, crap, we've still got three more innings here of the bullpen pitching, and it turned out to be five more innings of the bullpen pitching. Uh, but in the end, yeah, I mean, I- I'll take this kind of walk off because the alternative to this one is a loss uh the, the a lot of walk-offs stress me out but uh when it's a comeback like this i'll take it i i would still much rather have maybe no more walk-offs this year and just a bunch of 11 to 3 wins uh but you know i know beggars can't be choosers yeah i'll take the walk-off when they come um especially in this way so we've talked about some guys you know positively and negatively in the lineup you know max muncie being one of the guys negatively David Prata being one of the guys positively, you know, obviously there's other guys that have kind of run, uh, but it's someone that we haven't talked about and it is going to become a thing here in the next month or so, just based on you know the Dodgers and how their plans or thoughts for the trade deadline are going to be. And it's going to be, and this one's Miguel Vargas and, you know, Miguel Vargas on the year has a 731 OPS, somewhat respectable. Um, but recently he has struggled. He was, Struggled to start the year. Then he had a little bit of a hot streak going. Uh, has seemingly cooled off a little bit there. 
the last week he has a slugging percentage of 100 with an on-base percentage of 240 not ideal uh you go back over the last two weeks and he has an ops of 600 not ideal um then you go over the last month he was a little bit better over the last month so mainly the last two weeks but he has the like the defense second base has been good he's really good at turning double plays uh and the dodgers have we're gonna have to look this up but i feel like the dodgers have turned way more double plays this year than they have or are on pace to turn way to more double plays this year than they have in the past couple years uh it's probably somewhat shift based as well and and the fact that you know Figo Vargas is good at turning double plays but offensively you know the dodgers can't really they can get by with having kind of the offense they have now where it's one through five is good, and then you don't know what you're going to get from six through nine, but they have potential to have good games. You know, Jason Hayward has the potential to have a good game. Last night he didn't. You know, Peralta's starting to heat up. Maybe he makes that a one through six instead of one through five, but that remains to be seen. You know, Miguel Vargas has had good games, but recently hasn't had so many good games. And then you got, you know, Rojas or Taylor, whoever, like who come up and with moments, but maybe not the sustained season-long success at the plate that you might want. But yeah, Jeff, I don't know. Miguel Vargas, how do you feel about him? What are you thinking about him? And, uh, you know, where the Dodgers have to either, if he continues to struggle, you know, how long is that leash? I know we talked about this maybe about a couple weeks ago on the mailback question, but since then he hasn't really hit at all. Yeah, I still think they're going to give him a pretty long leash just because he is, I mean, he has that hit tool that everybody's excited about. And I think, I think he's a guy who they want to give a I I think of him kind of like Gavin Lux the last couple of years where, you know, he, he may not be starting in the postseason if he's not hitting, but I don't think they're going to give up on him because I do think they are very, very high on him. And I think we've seen flashes of that. I, I expect him to get better. Honestly, I'm pretty high on his hit tool too. And I think some of it is just confidence. And really, as long as the offense is, is doing okay, you know, I, I think that's a big part of it. it. They'll give him as much leash as they can afford to. And right now, if the pitching, you know, if the bullpen was pitching better right now, if the starters were getting a little bit deeper in games, uh, the Dodgers would be easily in first place and we wouldn't be stressing about it. It's not the offense that's the problem. And obviously every run that your bullpen gives up, another run on offense makes up for that. But, you know, because the offense isn't really the problem right now, I think they're going to continue to give him leash. I think his leash is longer than James Outman's just because his – his prospect uh, status is higher. I think they're higher on him overall uh, as a hitter than they were on Outman. And so Outman, what we're seeing is kind of what some people were afraid we were going to see in the big leagues. Whereas Vargas, I think people are still expecting to see a lot more. Yeah. I mean, Outman's kind of already got to that point where it's not a guarantee he's going to start against every right-handed pitcher. Um, We've already seen him sit at least once, maybe twice against a righty already so yeah i'm gonna reach that point yeah vargas like i said the fact that the defense is you know i don't know what the metrics say but from someone who watches a lot of dodger games i would say that he's been solid on defense you know um like i said he can turn the double plays he's pretty good at those plays to to his left or he's got to go like you know a little bit into the outfield and make the throw he made that he made a play last night uh making that saving a run so yeah it it they're going to give him that leash, but I do think that, you know, they're going to try to acquire bats. And at this point, with the amount of openings they can have between outfield and infield and the way they can move guys around, I don't think it's going to be, we need an infield bat, we need an outfield bat. I think they're just going to say, we're going to get a bat however we can, and we'll fit them in where we need to. 
I don't think he'd be the first one on the chopping block. Anyways, you know, if you can get a guy that can play short or if you can get someone that plays outfield and move other guys into more of the shortstop role, then, you know, Rojas becomes more of that utility guy, not Vargas. Because, you know, realistically, Vargas off the bench can help. But one, it's obviously not going to help his development. And two, we know he's pretty solid at second base, but he doesn't really have any other versatility. I mean, he can play first, but when does Freddie really come off of first? We know he can play third, but we don't know how well. We haven't seen it. And we know they tried him in the outfield last year, but that would that wasn't the most successful trial in the outfield uh, that we saw last year. So, yeah, I think it's one of those where unless they acquire, like, a big-time bat that moves a lot of guys around, I think he's still in it for the long haul right now. Yeah. One last thing before we wrap up. On the double play front, uh, they've turned 50 double plays this year. They turned 120 last year, so kind of on the same pace as last year. Year before that, it was only 92. And so uh, I think we were remembering 2021, yeah. sorry, 94, the year before that. So that was when they really struggled. Yeah, it might have been that for sure. Um, yeah, all right, Jeff. So like I said, that the Dodgers got the Giants this weekend. Next three series are fun in terms of for the fans. You know, it's not this, this one's a rivalry this weekend, obviously. But then they got the Angels and they got the Astros, which are more about the fans, uh, maybe a little bit more about the social media side of things. But still, Angels are playing well. Uh, Giants have been playing relatively well, and then the Astros are you know, still the Astros. So, uh, good test over here the next three series for the Dodgers. Yep. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. Becoming every dayer by finding us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube and listening every single day. Make that easy on yourself by subscribing. That way, you don't have to go and find us. It'll just get you updated on your phone or tablet or device, whatever you use. You can tell your friends, family about us, make them become everydayers. You guys can, you know, relish in the fact that you guys are all everydayers. Remember SiriusXM, SXM app for every Dodgers home broadcast for every game. I got to do a search Dodgers. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince since 91. DMs are open to all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. And also get a hold of us via email, lockedondodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart device play podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you on Monday.